welcome to the Diocesan Digest, a news outlet for the Episcopal Diocese of Oklahoma. I'm your host, Sarah Smith, Director of Media and Technology. In these short episodes, we will share the latest news, ministry stories, clergy, spotlights, and much more about the Diocese of Oklahoma each week. If you or your congregation wants to share a ministry story or other important news item, or even a particular topic you want to see covered on the podcast, please contact me at smith at epiok.org. jumping right into this week's episode, folks. So I had the pleasure of sitting down with our new bishop-elect, Polson Reed. In this getting-to-know-you conversation, we chat about his path to ordination, what he and his family are looking forward to about Oklahoma, and we do a fun lightning round of questions. I hope y'all enjoy. Here is bishop-elect Polson Reed. Bishop-elect Reed, how does it feel to have that word bishop along with your name? Is it kind of exciting? Or is there some pressure? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes and yes, right? Uh, All of the above. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's exciting, uh, tremendously exciting, and and just can't wait to um, get settled in Oklahoma and, and get to work with everybody. But also, you know, a little bit intimidating for sure. I mean, Bishop Ed um, has done such a fantastic job out here. He's been a great mentor for me already um, in the time since the election. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it's definitely a little bit intimidating, but but mostly just exciting. And um, we're just looking forward to getting out here and digging in. Yeah. Well, we are so excited to have you here. April 1st is your first day. It is. And the consecration's on the 18th. And I've started putting a little out there about that. Okay. But um, I just want folks to kind of get to know you a little bit. Um, the first question I'm always really interested in when talking to clergy as someone who hopes to be clergy one day is what what made you want to become a priest? And what was your kind of path to priesthood? Yeah. So uh, my mom was a church organist as I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and so growing up in Virginia, I just spent a lot of time in churches um, I was baptized in an Episcopal church as a little kid in Richmond, Virginia, and um, just spent time in churches from really the earliest days that I can remember. So I feel like, um, you know, I've just been connected with God through the Episcopal church. So you grew up in the Episcopal church? Grew up in the Episcopal okay. church, um, and I've just felt connected to the Episcopal church and to God through the Episcopal church, mm-hmm. really f- as far back as I can remember. Um, and at the same time, you know, there's something when you grow up in a particular church that you always hit this period of time, usually when you're a young adult, you know, and you're like, oh, I want to try some other things and I'm not sure I'm into that so much anymore. And so I I had a few years in my college years where I wasn't as involved in the church, but once I got out of college and was a young adult, um, I found that, that God was right there waiting for me and the church was right there waiting for me. And that was really the beginning of my, my call for ministry. So as a young adult, 
started to get involved in the church. And this time it was my choice and not something I'd just grown up with that was an expectation. And um, from that point on, um, I had a particular experience that happened on Maundy Thursday one year where I was just deep in prayer with God and trying to figure out what I was supposed to do with my life. And I felt like I had, for the first time, a, a clear answer on that, um, that I was being called to the priesthood. And uh, I went in right into my rector's office the next morning, Good Friday, and I said to him, you know, I, I've had this experience of prayer. I really believe that I might be called to the priesthood. Um, and he immediately started getting on the phone, calling all these other people from the parish and said, oh, Polson finally figured it out. <laughs> it's like one of those things everybody else had recognized mm -hmm. about me, um, but I hadn't recognized yet in myself. Mm -hmm. But once I did, once I was able to say those words, then it all started to fall into place. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. So you've been a parish priest for the most part mm -hmm. and in charge of a bigger school. Yeah. So what's been, when did you know, I guess, then the next step to that is that you felt a call to be a bishop because that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it, that really is a whole, a whole other thing. So, um, I think it's Madeline Lengel, um, great spiritual writer who said that if three different people tell you the same thing, you should probably pay attention to it. And so, you know, just as with priesthood for me, I'd had a number of other people over the years who'd recognized maybe this was a calling in me before I recognized it myself. It was the same thing with Bishop. So I, I had several different people over a number of years, um, including some folks from my current parish, who had pulled me aside and said, hey, you know, we really think we see some of the gifts in you to be a bishop. Um, and the first time I said, no, I, I, I don't think so. And then when the second person came to me and said the same thing, mm -hmm. I thought, gosh, that's strange. Mm -hmm. And then when the third person came to me and said, hey, have you, have you ever thought about maybe exploring being a bishop? I thought, okay, this might be Holy Spirit stuff at work. So I started to pay some more attention at that point. Um, but it was really very specific also to, to Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. So like I read the profile out here and I thought, wow, I think that, could be me. Mm. I, I think that could be the calling. So it's not like I thought, oh, I, I just want to be a bishop anywhere. Mm -hmm. It's like I read this profile and it really grabbed me. And I thought, you know, because at the end of the day, what it comes down to is like, are you going to be in a place for ministry where you can love the people who are there mm -hmm. and that they can love you? Yeah. And I read this profile and I thought, I think I could really come to love the people of Oklahoma. I think this could be a good spot for me and for my family. Mm -hmm. um, and then I started to explore it with the process. And, and it, you know, for me, it's all been about the people. Mm -hmm. So like at every step along the way, I kept meeting more just amazing faithful people in this mm -hmm. diocese. Mm -hmm. And so at each step along the way, I thought more and more, I wonder if this is where I'm called to be. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what happened. That's awesome. Were there any particular things about the profile that you, like, that you said kind of grabbed you? What were those things? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I love the, the emphasis on youth was a big part, certainly, because my wife and I have got, got three boys, mm -hmm. these three guys. So um, they're 11, 8, and 6. And so looking at their, their youth, which is really already beginning, mm -hmm. 
with our 11 year old. He's kind of a junior youth at this point, I guess. Uh, but we, I, I love that emphasis on, on camp, on summer camp, mm-hmm. on St. Crispin's, mm-hmm. that emphasis on really involving um, the next generation of faithful Episcopalians, but involving them now. Mm-hmm. So that was really important. Um, and, and just the, the variety of different ministries. I mean, such amazing churches mm-hmm. and wonderful institutions as well. I kept hearing about all these great things that were happening and, you know, from churches that have been around for a really long time to churches that are new and are, are, are church plants or restarts, um, such faithfulness mm-hmm. in this diocese. I thought, wow. Um, and also in our family life, you know, we've lived in Colorado, we lived in Arizona. Mm-hmm. We love these sort of big wide open spaces in the middle of the country, mm-hmm. you know, they, they've been awesome for us as home. And so we thought that we could really be at home here, um, not only with these churches and people, but, you know, in this particular state. Mm-hmm. We thought, oh, yeah, we can, we can envision ourselves being really happy here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our life is a little slower than Phoenix, which I really <laughs> like. I've, kinda, I've lived all over the country as well, but um, it's, been, it's been nice to be back home and not have to fight as much traffic as I'm sure oh, you have yeah. to in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Phoenix is a great big city. I think it's it's fifth or sixth in the country. Mm-hmm. So the idea of being in, in a little bit smaller city, uh, <laughs> Oklahoma City, and and kind of a more manageable city for yeah. getting around. I mean, from what I've seen, we've got everything here that you could possibly want and then mm-hmm. some, mm-hmm. but kind of in a little more manageable uh, package. But also, you know, I grew up in the country, and so we love mm-hmm. the idea of and for our summer, when we get a little bit of break this summer and everybody's moved out here, um, we just want to do some exploring around mm-hmm. Oklahoma. We mm-hmm. want to get out to, you know, out in the country and, and get to some of the areas that, that aren't cities and, yeah. and get to know some of the smaller towns and see some of the natural beauty of the state. So Definitely. we're really excited to just kind of get around and mm-hmm. see see what's there and, and do some exploring, do some hiking, you know, mm-hmm. get some cabins and mm-hmm. all that kind of good stuff. The kids are are excited for that too. Good. Tell us a little bit about your family and your wife and your three boys. What are they like? What do they like to do? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that's a fun one. So my wife, Megan, we've been married for a little over 15 years. Awesome. Um, she's awesome and just incredibly patient and loving and so kind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think everybody will really love her as they get to know her. Mm-hmm. She's a musician by training. So she's a classically trained tuba player. So she grew up like in high school playing in the band, Mm -hmm. you know, carrying the big tuba around in the band. Mm -hmm. So she's a fantastic musician. Um, And she also has really grown to love being a music teacher. Mm -hmm. She's done some teaching in schools, but these days most of what she does is she teaches music lessons um, to children and to youth and to some adults as well. Mm-hmm. So she kind of keeps her own schedule and, and has her own kind of studio and, and business teaching music. And so she'll certainly move some of that out here. And we'll look forward to getting connected with folks who may be interested in music lessons of different types, brass instruments, but she also teaches piano and other types of music. Mm-hmm. And that gives her a flexible schedule, which is really helpful. Mm-hmm. So she'll do music stuff um, out here for sure. And we'll figure out how that's going to all happen with Mm -hmm. our busy schedule. Um, So the boys are, you know, they're like just totally normal uh, boys. They've got a lot of energy. Like Mm -hmm. I wish I could tap into some of their energy. (laughs) (laughs) 
like at, at any point would be would be amazing they've got so much mm. energy they're great kids they love each other and um so they like to do things they're all on swim team you know arizona Excellent. you can swim year round so yeah. they've done a lot of swimming mm-hmm. a lot of swim team and and hopefully the swim team part will continue out here for sure they're all musicians like their mom, so they all take piano lessons oh, and uh, and sing in choir and, and that sort of stuff. So that'll continue, I'm sure, as well. And then the, the two older guys like to play baseball, too, so we're hoping awesome. for some baseball out here. And, and they just love doing fun kid stuff, mm-hmm. so we can't wait to get them out at St. Crispin's and, mm-hmm. and you know get them into the outdoors. They love that. Mm-hmm. That's great. I heard they're going to Cassidy. Well, we're not sure yet not where sure. they're going to go. Uh, okay. We're certainly going to have a, a really close look at that. We're um, exploring that possibility. That would okay. be great. They um, they attend currently our, our Episcopal school at All Saints, mm-hmm. where I'm the rector um, for the church and school. And so we're we're hoping that may work out well for us to do that. It's not nothing's finalized yet, mm-hmm. um, but we're hoping to get the school situation settled pretty soon. You know, for us, once we've got the kids settled where they're going to school and get settled, where we're going to live. Mm-hmm. Those two pieces will really help us to feel kind of grounded. Yeah. And that's what you guys are. You're coming out here for this week to kind of figure out mm-hmm. housing and, and, um, school and other types of stuff. And then yeah. are you going to be coming out a little more uh, any other times before April? I don't think so. So okay. we, we've tried like to, your, yeah, we've tried to pack in, in a very full week this okay. week. So I've been here um, for the first half of the week with a variety of, of meetings with the staff and with Bishop Ed, who's just been fantastic with mm-hmm. uh, helping to, to get me trained up with what I need to know. Mm-hmm. So it's been time with staff for, for this first uh, half of, of the week or so. We've had some planning around the consecration, a lot of details to work through there. Yeah. So that happened. Um, that that happened on our big snow day. So we were out in the snow and um, figuring out things for the consecration. And then the latter part of this week is focused on schooling and and getting that figured out and thinking some about where we might live, getting a look at some neighborhoods, um, giving the family more of a chance to to get to know the area. Yeah. So I may be back again, but I think it's pretty likely that everything else that needs to be planned will be planned remotely. Yeah. Um, and, and that'll all be fine. I, I'll be out here soon enough. April 1st is going to be here, um, before we know it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is, it is coming in a hurry. Um, and so your, your family will be here after school in, yes. in Phoenix. That's right. Yeah. Yes. So I'll start April 1st consecration mm-hmm. on April, uh, 18th. Mm-hmm. And then the boys are going to finish school. Their last day of school is May the 21st. And so mm-hmm. once May the 21st comes and they're done with school, probably what will happen is I'll take a little bit of time off to head back to Phoenix. We'll get the house packed up mm-hmm. um, over that week and uh, pack up the minivan and make <laughs> our drive out, you know, in the minivan from, from Phoenix to, uh, to Oklahoma. Um, and then we'll put our house on the market in, in Phoenix and, and, yeah. uh, and, and all that'll be good. So yeah, I'll start out a little ahead. Certainly my family will be here for the consecration and, yeah. and that week before. Um, but they won't move out permanently until after school. And, and I think that's good. We want the boys to have a normal finish to their yeah. school year. And, and frankly, I'm going to be working so hard from April 1st. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't see him anyway. So <laughs> that's, it's good. I'll just be able to, to really... Uh, get to work hard here and mm-hmm. and 
get done the things I need to get done, get a mm-hmm. bit of a, a head start on, on all that. Mm-hmm. And then once they're out here, um, then, then we're here for the long haul mm-hmm. and so excited for it. Yeah. Good. Good. Um, I have a little lightning round. Oh, of a lightning round. Okay. Yes. I'm going to say kind of <clears throat> all right. this or that and you pick one. Oh, I pick one. Okay. Lightning and round. So oh, like, okay. so like cake or pie. Got it. Okay. Oh, that's easy. Pie. Okay. Toilet paper over or under the roll? Over. <laughs> Travel by airplane or car? Ooh. Well, it depends on how far we're going. <laughs> I mean, if it's like a, a, a trip that where you can drive in about four hours, mm-hmm. definitely car. Mm-hmm. If it's like a three-day road trip, I don't know, probably plane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about Advent or Lent? Advent. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. it. I love Christmas. I do too. Love the yeah. whole Christmas season. So when Advent comes, I mean, it's a, a great liturgical season. Some of my favorite uh, liturgical traditions mm-hmm. and, and, you know, great hymns and all of that. But mm-hmm. also you just know that Christmas is right around the corner. Yeah. I'm like an incarnational Christian. That's oh, how I describe myself. Absolutely. So I get really excited about mm-hmm. all things incarnation. Yeah. And we've kind of talked about this yesterday, but OU or OSU? Oh, so I've been warned about that question, <laughs> and I know that I am supposed to say the thunder. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very safe, safe bet. But yeah. I will say, so I'm a big sports fan. I oh, good. I love following sports. So Great. very excited. Love college football. Love basketball. Great. So genuinely really thrilled to, to oh, go good. to Thunder Games um, once yes. I'm out here. Uh, moved and and really excited to to go to some football games too. Yes. Everybody's football games, not one mm-hmm. team or or the other. But yeah, I'm excited to be in a in a, a part of the country that really enjoys its sports because I do too. Yeah, we get really excited because we've only had a this pro. This is our only pro team we've ever had. Right. So it's very exciting, and I often wonder what did we do before the Thunder were here. You know. Yeah. We mean. Well, and yeah. it's so um, as somebody who's been a Phoenix Suns fan, I know we're digressing from the lightning round just <laughs> no, for a bit. Okay. But I, um, I love this stuff. So, as somebody who's been a Phoenix Suns fan for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, we have really struggled. It's been a hard mm-hmm. thing out there, um, and I've always really admired how the Thunder have have been run and have mm-hmm. operated. Um, and I've always kind of thought, oh, I wish the Suns could be a little bit more like the thunder. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I really, I've always admired the the fervent fan base Mm -hmm. out here, but also, um, the ability to draft well and Mm -hmm. to develop talent, Mm -hmm. which is really important. I mean, I actually think there's some lessons for the church in what Mm. the thunder have done because, you know, it's important to, to, you know, draft, to bring in good talent, but then almost more important is how you develop your talent in place. And I think that's something that with clergy, especially, the, the really successful dioceses are places that, that, yes, bring in really good clergy, but mm-hmm. that are also really good at developing clergy yeah. in place so that we're always growing. And, and lay leaders as well. I mean, yeah. that, that, that growth is important. So you've, you've had a, a model franchise, and I'm excited that that's going to that. be my home team. Yes, I love that parallel because, I mean, how many good players have we formed here that have left and have been awesome? Harden, mm-hmm. Ibaka, Westbrook. Westbrook. I mean, you could go on and on. Yeah, um, exactly. I mean, ugh. unfortunately, some of them have, have left. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, this has been a tremendous season. I don't think anybody yeah. expected oh my gosh, yes. much out of the thunder this year. Now as we're turning mm-hmm. into a sports podcast. Hey, I could, I'm uh, <laughs> totally okay with that. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know that much was expected, but they're having a tremendous oh season because yes. they play the right way. Mm-hmm. Again, develop, developing the, uh, the talent from within, you still got mm-hmm. some very talented players on the team, mm-hmm. and, you know, good, good defense and working together. Yes. So, you know, and, and, and certainly having, you know, Chris Paul back has, has been mm-hmm. great. We'll see how long we're, we're talking just before the trade deadline. Yeah. So I don't know yeah, what's yeah, going to yeah. happen. Don't but, jinx it. But yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to jinx it. Um, but yeah, it, it's a franchise I've always really admired. Good. Yeah. Maybe we could have like a little spinoff podcast of the Bishop's oh, thoughts on Oklahoma sports. sports. Oh yeah. That would be pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. We'll okay. I'm going to think about that. Okay. A couple more. Okay. High church or low church? Oh, so I know this sounds like I'm cheating, but it's really both. <laughs> so I grew That's up acceptable. totally low church, Virginia, mm-hmm. what we used to mm-hmm. call snake belly low mm. in Virginia as a kid, you know, and morning prayer, you know, mm-hmm. not a lot of vestments, all of that. Mm-hmm. But I've also been in much higher church places over my, my ministry. So mm-hmm. I really think they have gifts to bring both of them and, yeah. I, and I enjoy both. Um, the main thing for me is is the liturgy being offered you know, prayerfully mm-hmm. and, and with the very best we have, mm-hmm. whatever that is. And that can be very simple, can be low church, high church, elaborate. If we're offering our best to God, then I think God is, is pleased to accept that offering. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I enjoy the, the gamut of it. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Right one or right two. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's another, again, you know, it's, it's really both. Yeah. Um, so in my current parish, we, we certainly have a mix of those two. Mm-hmm. You know, I love the old right one, that beautiful poetic language, mm-hmm. that traditional language, so beautiful, mm-hmm. especially with things like Evensong. Yeah. Um, but I also think our prayer book, Right Two Liturgies, are, are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't say I love all of the Eucharistic prayers equally, but that's, you know, a little <laughs> bit of, it's always a thorny topic. Um, <laughs> but I, but overall, I say, you know, the right two prayers are really well done in yeah. the 79 book. So I, I'm, I'm, I, it really sort of depends on um, my mood, but, but I, I appreciate them all. Yeah. yeah. Which is like the perfect Anglican answer, right? Thank you. Like, thank you. That's yeah. what I was going for. Yep. Very diplomatic. Okay. Email or text? Hmm. You know, I text certainly a lot more than I used to. Mm-hmm. I still, for the most part, prefer email. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think a big part of it is just that I can type a lot faster on my keyboard Mm -hmm. than I can, you know, with my thumbs on my phone. So I do a lot of texting, certainly, especially if it's like family stuff or, you know, quick messages back and forth, Mm -hmm. you know, what's, uh, which, which we do for dinner, you know, that sort of thing. But if it's anything that's more than about a sentence, Mm -hmm. it's nice to do the email. Yeah, for sure. Um, Let's see, sweet tea or unsweet tea? Okay, so that's a tricky one. So I do love sweet tea. Uh, So I grew up in Virginia. I have lots of family from South Carolina. Uh, Love sweet tea. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, I like to drink unsweetened tea Mm -hmm. because that way I can save my calories for other stuff. I don't like to drink my calories. You know, I like to leave my calories yes. for, you know, really, I, I love dessert probably yes. more than I should. <laughs> so, you know, if I have like a choice between a cookie and sweet tea, I'd rather mm-hmm. have the unsweetened tea and then I can have the cookie. There you go. Totally get it. 
hot weather or cold weather. Oh, okay. So coming from the desert where it's basically all hot weather, yeah. we're actually kind of excited to have would be. more of like four seasons mm-hmm. and a little bit of cold weather. Mm-hmm. So as I'm here this week, we've had this big snowstorm um, on the Wednesday, and it's been really fun to have that again. We were in, mm-hmm. in Colorado, as I said before, we were in Arizona, but we were certainly used to winter. Yeah, in you've our done past. it all. So I like the mix. I like a hot summer, mm-hmm. but also some cold winter, nice mm-hmm. fall and spring. I, I like the mm-hmm. the variety of seasons, and it seems like we're going to have more of that out here. In mm-hmm. Phoenix, it's mostly just like hot or really hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those, are, those are the seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time, Bishop-elect. And Hey, do you mind if so I just sure. share one more thing yes, before we please. sign off? It's okay. Please. So I just want to express my, my thanks to this amazing, amazing diocese. I've had so many people who've reached out since the election. Mm-hmm. Um, so Facebook, um, emails, cards, and notes. Um, I haven't been able to respond to every single one. There have just been so many. But everybody's been so kind and gracious and just welcoming us. Uh, to the diocese, and it's really meant a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that we're going to love being out here, and I know that already, and Mm -hmm. I'm excited to get around the diocese in person and get to see even more folks than we've met already. Mm -hmm. All right. We're certainly pumped up to get you here and your family. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, y'all. Be sure to sign up for the Diocesan Newsletter at our website, epiok.org newsletter. And follow us on all of our social media platforms to stay up to date on what's going on in the Episcopal Diocese of Oklahoma. See y'all next week, and peace be with you.